Welcome to the hit show, Questionable Conversations Radio, with Dr. Glenna Rice on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you a busy parent? Are you deeply invested in your personal health and success? Questionable Conversations Radio is a space that explores different parenting methods, examines healthier lifestyles, and explores what else is possible to guide you toward a successful career. Is your fast-paced lifestyle draining all of your energy? Join Dr. Glenna as she shares her motherly wisdom, offers her expertise in body transformation, and gives insights on her personal experience as a successful businesswoman. The answers are in front of you. All you need are the right questions. Now, here's your host. Hi, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Glenna Rice, and this is my show, Questionable Conversations on Transformational Talk Radio. And I have a really, really exciting show. A show that, oh, I, this topic is so huge. It's just so huge. It's, this is a show about parenting today. I know I talk about bodies and parenting and business, but we've got a parenting show for you today. And I have an amazing, amazing guest, one of my favorite people on the planet. Marnie Barranco is here with me today, and let me just tell you a little bit about this very amazing woman. She's like a speaker, inspirational speaker, empowerment coach, as I am. She's an access conscious business facilitator and a conscious parenting conscious kids facilitator and joy business facilitator. So we have many things that we play with together on the planet quite often. She's also like this mover, creator, amazing woman with access consciousness. She kind of takes care of things behind the scenes in a way that that I find just amazing every day. She moves things and creates things and runs things. Um, she doesn't have an official title. I was asking for it. And <laughs> we couldn't come up with one because she does so much. Um, she's also a mother of four children, which is uh, going to be part of this conversation today. Um, and she's an amazing writer, too. I just like to say that. She writes quite beautifully and speaks quite beautifully. So I'm so happy she's a guest on my show today. Hi, Marnie. How are you? Hi, Glenna. Awesome. And thank you for all of that. You're like making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to start out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we and Marnie were just recently in, I think we were in Houston together like two weeks ago or maybe less than that. We had lunch and I was like, ah, we started talking. We had um, two young teenage boys, young preteen boys, her son and his friend. And we started talking about our topic today, which is video games. And my kids had this whole life of video games, two of my three, and they're grown now. So I can talk about how weird I was and different I was with video games. And Marnie's had the same experience. And th this reality is so different with their point of view about kids and video games and how terrible it is and awful. And we really had a different point of view. And we were with the kids and I was like, hey, come on, Michelle, let's please, let's talk about this and give parents a different possibility with how they function with their kids in the video game world because basically it's made wrong yes pretty much all of that so I um so what are your ages your kids ages Marnie are so well I actually have so three kids that I've given birth to and then when I was married I had three step kids and they're so they're very oh, much geez. So, no, it's fine. Nobody can keep up. I always get the How many kids do you actually have? <laughs> so, um, but my stepkids, even though I'm, I'm single mom now, they're still very much part of my world. But my youngest is 11. And then we have 18 and 21 and 21 and 22 and 27. So they're, they, you know, we've gone through the whole teenage thing with most of them and the video games throughout the whole thing and all of that. So, yes. Yeah. Cool. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I met one of your stepkids. I've met him many times. A beautiful man, young gentleman on the planet. Yes. Um, so cool. So video games. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> where do we want to start? Right. 
<laughs> well, just, I would say with what you just said about how wrong it's made and, you know, and even, even parents that don't say that the video games are wrong, they, um, there's a lot of, you should restrict how much time they spend, or, you know, there's lots of rules of you can't play during the school week. You can only play on weekends or, you know, just all those kinds of things. And I, I just, there's been a lot of media and I know you just said before the show, there's actually new media that's saying that they're not bad, but there has in the past been a lot of media that's been about how terrible they are. And, you know, even like blaming things like school shootings on video games and all that kind of thing. So for me, the first thing with it, with all of the kids, because I have three of the six that are very much hardcore into video games. And hardcore, I like it. <laughs> like it's a thing. It's a constant thing. And, but just to be, when that started to occur with the first one, noticing the points of view of everyone else, but being willing for myself to stop and go, okay, interesting point of view. I have that point of view or even interesting point of view. Everyone else has that point of view. Is that actually true? Is yeah. this actually detrimental? Is it actually harmful? And is it necessary that I like regulate and restrict and say how much kind of thing? And when I kept saying interesting point of view about that, I really got to, I would create a fight about this for what reason? I mean, for what reason would I engage in a fight over something as simple as video games? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a really different point of view. Just interesting point of view. These are, these are yeah. the access tools that we're yeah. throwing out here. And when you ask interesting point of view about something, you start to see where, like, the things that are a point of view are stopping you from having an allowance for what that is and seeing what's actually true. And then you just talk about asking lots of questions of, of you. Yes. Is this a problem? Are my kids going to be violent? Do they need to play it less? Do they need to, you know, is this actually creating some problem in their future? These are all questions I ask too. I know I may have mentioned on this show at some point, because I've talked about it for years, when my oldest, who's now 25, was 13, and we had just started taking the Access Consciousness Workshop. We just found this cool work, and he'd been to classes, and he said to me, he was playing, it was Nintendo Game Boys then. He hadn't got the big computer set up he got years later. Yeah. <laughs> and, I remember those. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember them. Yes. It's and changed it was, a little. <laughs> it has. And, and, and yeah. he grew with it. Um, and he's playing this video game. And he says to me with tears in his eyes, not happy tears, like tears, like mom still brings up something. He goes, and, and in Access, we had just heard how many of the things that you enjoy, that bring you joy and you love, this reality will make wrong. Like if you enjoy something, it's wrong because it's not hard work. And we had just heard a conversation about that, not just recently before that. And he said, Mom, I, this is one of the things that brings me the most joy in my life. I have so much fun playing this game. And everybody is always making me wrong for it. Yep. And I just heard the conversation. And I remember this moment of just going, I am not going to be one of those people. I'm yep. not going to be one of the people that's going to contribute to my son having a wrongness in his life, whatever that takes. And I backed off because I had those points of views. Everything you mentioned, I had all those points of views. I heard them all. Um, and I had the point of view. It was an interesting point of view that you should limit how much they do it. And it was going to be a problem in the future and everything else. And I'll tell you, it wasn't a problem. And it created well, his future. Well, and there's an interesting thing that happens when we fight against something. It's like when we are resisting or fighting against something, they have to resist and fight back. That's the way things work. I don't know why, but there's this energetic thing that occurs in any area 
that if there's a resistance or a fight, then the opposite side has to come back with a resistance and a fight. And when I went, you know what, I'm not going to buy the point of view that this is bad. I'm not going to buy the point of view that I have to restrict. I'm going to just ask my kids questions so that they're empowered to choose for themselves. Then it was not a thing. Like there was never a thing. And what I would say to them is, hey, you know what? Here's the only requirement I have for you with video games is you ask your body, hey, are we still good sitting here? Or would we actually like to go, you know, maybe eat something or go for a walk or go to the park or whatever? Will you check in with your body and let your, ask your body to let you know when, hey, you know what, it's time for something else. And the thing with, we started mentioning before the show about horror games, because that was another very big thing in my world, because two of my, two of the three that like video games like horror games that I sit and watch and go, ugh, like I could never play that. I don't want to play that. What are the horror ones, like World of Warcraft or one of those or something worse? Like some really Bioshock, I, I don't even know if that falls under the horror, but there's some, it, like it's really psychological interesting and you have to make choices and it ends in like brutality oh. and all, I mean like intense <laughs> stuff. Okay. So, and I really did, that was a tough one for me because I can't stomach that kind of stuff and I, you know, yeah. I wanted to go into all the things and living in America, we have all, you know, we've had school shootings and we have these things and people will say it's because of all these things these kids are doing. So, you know, I checked in with that and what I got again was, you know, what if I empowered them to know? So I said to them, here's my, again, my thing, ask yourself a question before you buy or play a game. Is it actually okay for me to play this? Is it actually going to be okay for my mental and my, you know, everything? And if you get a no, say no. And if you, if you, don't do it. And if you get a yes, then fine. And if you get a no and you do it anyway, and then you have tormented thoughts or whatever, then then like, can we talk about it? And it's so funny because my 11 year old, he will say to me when it comes to, he's got older brothers. I mean, there's like seven years between him and the next kid and they go up. So, you know, they're going to watch some movie or they're going to whatever. And I'll look at him and say, did you ask if this one's okay for you? And he'll go, Sometimes yes and oh no wait a minute and he will say guys this one's not for me I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of the room I'm gonna go play outside I'm gonna go see my friend I'm gonna whatever but wow. what an awesome gift to give our kids to let them know you can ask a question and then you can perceive is this actually choice if playing this game watching this movie is this actually gonna work for you and if you get a no then how about you say no to it and even if they don't like if they they get a no and they do it anyway. They then get the awareness, wow, I actually can ask a question. I know if something's going to be okay for me or not, and then I can choose. What a more awesome tool to give them, to empower them to know they can ask, they can be aware, and they can choose rather than, here's my set of rules. Here's what you're going to do. Here's how long you're going to do it. Here's what you're not going to do. And then they have to, have to fight. No, that is so amazing. And that's such like, again, a different point of view from parents that we're supposed to regulate what they watch on TV or the games they play. And you're not giving your children choice and you're not empowering them to know. But a lot of parents don't even get that it's possible for their children to have this empowerment and that they actually can choose their life from this awareness and create something greater. Um, I mean, I know the first time I watched horror movies, we got Showtime in our house and I was like an 11 year old just a few years back. And Carrie or some horror movie came on and I was terrified and from this day I know I know for me that I don't like those kind of movies some people have a blast and think they're funny I you know (laughs) crawl into my bed terrified still to this day um but I knew that for me I my parents didn't regulate my tv that I remember at all it wasn't a big deal back when I was a kid right Um, 
but I was able to regulate me. And that, what that does, it empowers you for the rest of your life. Yes. Like for the rest of your life, your son will know what works for him and what doesn't. My, my youngest um, loved horror movies for a bit or scary stuff, which I thought was strange. And then she got a little bit older and Game of Thrones came out. And she saw some scene in the first season of a baby being, I guess, killed. I watched all of it. You're a big fan of Game of Thrones, too, Martin. But she would not watch. And her older brother and sister loved the movies, wanted her to watch all the shows. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm not watching it. She'd get mad. She'd leave the room. And then later in the teenage years, she that changed for her. But she was the one choosing. And she knew what worked for her. And she didn't, she wasn't affected, which is cool because you talked about that, her older brother and sister's peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah, her choice and her life, and that will be with her forever. I, what a life skill. I mean, you said it, to regulate themselves. And that's the thing when we come from, whether it's video games or anything, of imposing rules rather than empowering them to ask and know and regulate themselves. I mean, wow, like total different, total different space. It is such a different space. Yeah. We could, this is such an exciting conversation. I'm so glad we are having this on air today. Um, so we have to go to a break, and we will come back and talk more about this with my amazing guest, Marnie Bronco. And this is Dr. Glenn Rice on Transformational Talk Radio. It's questionable conversation. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. Hi, this is Dr. Glenn Rice, and I'm here with my guest, Marty Baranco. Baranco. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> this is questionable conversations about parenting today. We're talking about video games and are they really as bad as we think they are? Maybe they're a creation and a contribution to your kid's life. So Marnie, um, if people wanted to find out more about you and what you're creating on the planet, what's the best way to find you? So the best way to find me is the Access Consciousness website. So you can go to accessconsciousness.com slash and you'll find me there in any classes I have coming up. So that's very best. cool. Very cool. Do you have any classes? I do. I have a two-part telecall coming up September 11th and 18th. And it's on the topic of vulnerability. And it's funny. I was just on a radio show uh, in Perfect Brilliance with Betsy McLaughlin a couple days ago. And the whole last part of the show, we talked about vulnerability with kids. And so... Yeah, you, that's a free thing you can listen to, and then she and I are going to do it to our telecall. So I'm sure kids will come in that conversation, too. <laughs> they kind of happen when we talk on this. This is inevitable. Um, yeah, that, you can find me at drglennarice.com. Website's in the works, but all the information is there. You can find out more on accessconsciousness.com slash Um 
and I have one parenting thing coming up, one parenting, and maybe more. But right now, I have a two-day conscious parenting, conscious kids class. So it's two days, and it's in Mexico City, um, November second to the fourth, and it's also live streamed. And there's another one coming up in Brazil. Um, Brendan Watt is also doing one two-day. I think the week or two weeks after mine. So there's lots of possibilities if you like this conversation and you want more around this and to you know build your toolbox like Marnie and I did over many years and it's now all in one little class instead of 10 years of access classes you can get it all in one <laughs> can I just say because and I know yeah. you're the interview person on this show but I have to like put a plug for you in here because it was 2012 so seven years ago and I was at a it might have been a facilitator training for access consciousness I think something but whatever it was you did during like the lunch break or something, you did a class on parenting. And that was the very first parenting class I had ever taken. And it was, it, you put to words the something I knew could be with parenting, the ease, the joy, and then that I somehow knew and I somehow did, but felt very wrong for doing because it was so different than everyone else did. And so it actually kind of put this, oh, I'm not, I'm not as awful as I thought I was by the way that I'm parenting and also gave me really pragmatic tools to take it to another entire level of more ease and more joy than ever before. And I just, the way that Glenna facilitates anything, particularly parenting is it's brilliant beyond. And this, she has, her children are amazing. Well, I, I know one of them, I know of the other two, they're amazing. And the way she bees as a parent, just she naturally is as a parent. She naturally has that ease, but she can actually put it into words and tools for you to go, it's not just me that can do this. You can do this too. And here's how. So if you have anywhere in your world that you would like more ease with your kids, more fun with your kids, things that you're not sure how to handle, I highly encourage you to take a class. And she said it's online, so you don't even have to travel. You can just wow. like zone in. Click a link, watch, <laughs> change your world, make things easy for you. <laughs> no, I'm going to cry. Thank you. I did not know. I mean, I knew you had, but I had never heard that. That That's a beautiful testimonial so much. Yes. So grateful. Thank you. Yes. That was that, and that's my target to have parents see this. Like, there's another possibility. We don't need to be stressed out, crazy, insane. And I was, and I wasn't. I thought I was. I was supposed yes. to be. I didn't know yes. how to be anything else, and I wanted so much more and something greater, and that was more the stress than anything. I knew it could have more ease in it, and these tools are phenomenal. They're totally they phenomenal. Are. And tying it back to the video games, I mean, we there is such this idea in pretty much most cultures that I'm familiar with that parenting is the one thing you cannot screw up. I mean, it's like life or death consequences. If you can't figure out your money, oh well. You can't figure out your career. Oh, well, if you're not really good at maybe friendships or, you know, spouse relationship, whatever. Oh, well, but when it comes to your children, you better get it right because you have this like societal obligation and duty to make sure that yeah. they grew up okay and are productive members of society and that they're kind and that they're all these things. And so there's this pressure on us all the time to get it right. We cannot screw this area up. So then you take that and then you take video games and kids wanting to play video games. And sometimes the messages that we think are in video games that we think are horrible and awful. And we don't want our kids to be screwed up and we want that we, you know, and we've decided we cannot mess this up. So then we have this pressure on ourselves 
and we turn and put that pressure on our kids. You can't, you shouldn't, that's enough, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. All because we're trying to not screw this thing up because we've decided it's really, really important that we don't. And we're not yeah. quite sure. And it's so funny because you can't really screw it up. I mean, but you will be blamed. Parents, especially mothers, will be blamed. And every adult has some story about her terrible mother, the terrible mother that did these terrible things. So we have that in our future to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's really, uh, you know, I think Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, said this is our, you know, one of our jobs is just to teach children how this world works, how things work so they can like I said negotiate that with ease um, you can't make your child into someone they're not I mean go back to when they were infants you could not make those kids go to sleep and take a nap when you wanted to no matter what you can't control and force your children you can guide them you can facilitate them you can ask them questions and you can get out of your own way with this controls we do and ask questions, which is what, you know, Marnie was talking about at the beginning, the different questions. Asking questions allows you to have an ease and a peace with it. And then your kids can grow up and choose the things that create more for them over and over again. And it's funny, when you back off, they choose amazing. So if true. they know that they are empowered to know what they know and know what choice creates. So you were talking a little bit, that'd be kind of a fun conversation to do, what choice Choice creates, empowering your children to know that their choices create. And how do you do that? How yes. do you do? Well, so, uh, and that's, yeah, that's a great question. And I would say one of the things is for, for you as the parent is to start with letting go of your expectations of who and what they're supposed to, and how they're supposed to be. Because if we have expectations, it's that thing we talked about before, that is like this wall, this barrier and then your kid is always having to come up against whether they're meeting it or whether they're not. And then they have to fight against it because you've decided for them how they're supposed to be. There's no space for that. And as adults, if we have someone in our world who has defined us or they don't like the way we are because they'd rather us be this or they try to put us in a box, we have to go, uh-uh, rebel, fight. Don't put me in a box. Don't tell me how I am. Don't expect this of me. But then somehow we think when it comes to kids, they shouldn't respond the same way as we do. And they're just, you know, huge beings and little bodies. Just because their body's little doesn't mean they don't have that same, don't put me in a box. Don't tell me who I'm supposed to be. Don't define your expectations and expect me to meet them. Let me be. So a first thing in that thing is like, what if we let go of the rules and the expectations and the conclusions and the everything we've decided for them and actually looked at them with curiosity of, hey, who are you? And if I, and like lose all definitions and let them show up and be who they be, that starts the environment for being able to choose. And then yeah. were you going to say something? No, I just keep nodding and agreeing with you. <laughs> okay. But then the other thing is, I mean, geez, when we have too many rules, I mean, even think of you in a work environment. If there's so many rules and so many processes and so many policies and so many this and that, you get frustrated and you get like, how do I keep up with all of this? So what if we gave up the idea that we have to have all these rules that our kids are supposed to follow and we actually started to ask them questions and allowed them to choose. And then rather than rewarding for a good choice and punishing for a bad choice, we went, oh, so you chose that. That's what showed up. Did that work for you? And if it did, awesome. If it didn't, hmm. Would you like to do something else next time? Because that seems like that didn't really like go the way you like. That, 
that's the be- that is right there what you do that is and it's so, it's so simple yep. it's so simple okay yep. you chose this thing did it work for you yes or no did it work for you did you getting in that argument with your girlfriends did doing that text did you arguing with your boy like this goes from yep everything year olds up to my 21 year old that you know with a date with someone like oh did that actually did going out with that guy actually work for you <laughs> yes. What did that choice actually create? And were you aware of it at all beforehand? Starting to get them to see what their choices create. Yes. And what they're going to create for the future. And I love this one. If you choose this, what's your what's tomorrow going to look like? I remember with homework, we're going from video games to homework. These are homework's like the next biggest thing in parents' stress stress level. Um, I would they weren't doing their homework, and me as a mother need to check on them because schools tell us we should and make sure the kids' homework's done. So I'd say, okay, do you have homework tonight? Is it, are you going to do it? And da, da, da. And they, they were like, a no, I'd say, okay, so what's that going to create for you tomorrow or this week or this year if you don't do your homework today? If you don't do your homework tonight, it's due tomorrow. What's that going to create for you in a day or in a week? And sometimes they just go, oh, ah, God, okay, I got to go do my homework, mom. Ah. They wouldn't be happy. They'd get it yeah. done. And sometimes they said no. What was so cool for me to see <laughs> is that they'd come back and say, so how was that? And they go, well, you know what? No kids did the homework yesterday, so we didn't have to turn it in. And the times they actually got a no and didn't do it, and it actually was something that wasn't required for them or they didn't get in trouble for or there was no consequences for within the school was amazing. And I was like, these kids know their future, yeah. and they can choose what, they, what you know, is going to create more for them. Yes. And I have one kid who's like academically so into it, wants to go to Stanford or Yale or wherever. That girl gets her homework done on time every single day. The other ones were choosing something different and they made their life work and they didn't have to work at homework as hard as the school said they did. And their lives are fabulous. So what do they know? What do they know? And you're actually showing them that they can have ease with all things. And I mean, I have homework stories too. And my, so my 11 year old, he was not wanting to do his homework, and so I did. All right, so what's that going to create? And then he went, oh, and the teacher's going to, oh, and she's going to be mad, and then she's going to be mean, and then, oh, never mind. It'll just take me, t- you know, 20 minutes. And he said he would just sit down and do it. But then my my middle son, who's 18 now, we we had the same conversation. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, teachers are going to be mad. Yeah, but actually it's not going to help me do any better on my test, and I don't actually care if she's mad. I'm like, okay. Your choice too. And he did. He'd always ace his tests and the teacher would get mad and he knew that his not doing it was going to create that. And, but I let him choose that. I let him have that. That's, that's his choice. I mean, it, you know, and, but we have this idea as parents, we're supposed to run interference, make them do the things that everyone else says they're supposed to do. Well, okay. How much fun is that? And does it actually work? Cause <laughs> I've never seen that work. It just no. amps, the, amps the fight. That's all it does is amps the fight. Yeah, when you're forcing those things on your kids, they either cheat, lie behind your back, they don't do it anyway, it doesn't work. And you know, you can, when you allow, this allowance we're talking about and it's ease and asking them questions, you can actually have children that talk to you when things are actually not going well for them. And they know you're there and you're not going to make them wrong for what they've chosen and what's shown up. You're going to give them, you're going to contribute to them having more awareness around it and empower them to change what's not working. So true. It, the need to hide things, or like you said, to lie about things or cover yeah. things up or be secretive, that doesn't exist. My kids have said things to me and asked things that sometimes I'm like, yeah, you know, I actually didn't need to know that, but okay, because there's no, <laughs> there's, 
right? Especially yeah. as they get teenagers, I'm like, yeah, you could have kept that one to yourself. <laughs> I would have been fine with that. But TMI for our teenagers, TMI for us. But when you have no point of view and you ask questions and empower them, they are free to come to you with anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a gift for us. Yes. Such a gift. Such a, you know, I mean, I, I like my kids, you know, I like them and yeah. yeah, they like me too. You know, we showed up in this life together to create something or just to hang out for a while. Um, and there's something about them that I enjoy. I enjoy that they're on their planet and I enjoy them around and having that kind of a creationship and a relationship um, makes my life greater. Way greater. Constant battle. You know, in teenage years, you know, our battles often, even when you're doing all these tools, teenagers are teenagers and whatever that is, we should probably do a pod poc for that one. Everything that is, we don't create it all. Really quick, clearingstatement.com if you have no idea what I said. You just go clearingstatement.com and it'll explain it. Um, but it doesn't mean, the tools we're talking about doesn't mean that everything is easy. But you start to create a life that has ease. So everything that shows up, you have ease with it. And you have the tools and the questions and the things to ask to change the things that aren't working, to acknowledge the things that are, and have more of that. And you can get past crazy stuff without going insane, really, with these tools. And we've probably both had moments with the number of kids we've chosen to have in our lives. We need to take another break here, and it's Glenna Rice, Dr. Glenna Rice at Transformational Talk Radio, the show Questionable Conversations with my guest, Marnie Barranco, and I'm probably, I keep wanting to say that that way. You just got to change it up. You need to yeah, switch it up. I know. <laughs> it's a theme. Okay. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more fun conversations about parenting. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. If you have a sense that you are meant for more, join Heather Allison every third Tuesday at noon Pacific as she explores an ancient, forgotten energy within us and helps us access our original archetypal blueprint. The Golden Path will help you remember the key to unlocking your life, love, success, and magic you were meant for. A key to unlocking your Golden Path. Visit heather-allison.com. Hi, everyone. We're back. Dr. Glenna Rice on Questionable Conversations about parenting today on Transformational Talk Radio. And we are talking with my wonderful guest, Marnie, about video games and homework and all sorts of stuff. This has been a, such a fun conversation for me. I just love having a talk like this with someone who's lived the tools, lived the tools, that's a weird way to say it, but have used the tools in their life to create something greater for them and their kids and one of the things that Marty and I both have is we started this a while back and we were kind of like virgins, I would say. Yes. <laughs> we're using these crazy <laughs> tools. Yep. Okay, video games are okay, but everyone around you is saying that they're these terrible things or making your kids do homework religiously is how you're supposed to do it. And we started using these tools and it's like you could tell it was creating more, but now we actually know it created more because we have, you know, 10, 15 years behind us 
I'm seeing what these tools have created in these amazing children. And your children are incredible. My children are incredible. And they, what we talked about in an earlier segment about um, empowering them to know and knowing what their choices create for the future, they have this in a way, I, get, I usually just say, my kids do not doubt their choices. You know, and none of the, their peers are like that. And most adults aren't like that. They choose their colleges. They chose their friends. They chose what they, so many of the things from a knowing it would create more and never having a doubt about that knowing. And then seeing miraculous, I mean, I've just seen miraculous things show up for them. Yeah, so true. And they navigate their lives with ease because they've empowered, been empowered to do what you just said, to choose not doubt their choice, even if it doesn't turn out the way that they thought it was going to, they're like, okay, that didn't work next. So yeah. the level of what we would call confidence is off the charts because it's never been about following what someone else tells them is best for them. It's always been about them discovering what they know is best for them and then choosing it. And in the moments when they don't knowing, mm -mm, I can do that again. So yeah. 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 And, and what I've seen is that when they were younger, it was like where they would, you know, you mean you got to be willing to let them fail is something we talked about. So they'd have their whatever failures. We'd talk about it. I'd ask them a question. How did that work? And this is like a one minute conversation, Marty. It's not like I sat down for half an hour exactly. with a kid. It was like a really quick conversation in the car on the ride to school the next day or something. And as they started getting older, that conversation happened less and less. Because mm -hmm. when, you, when you can ask, what's this going to create if I choose this? And what's going to create if I don't? and see the future, being like a futurist and seeing, you don't see it exactly, it's not like a vision of the future, it's like an awareness of what your future is, you just starts to become who they are, is what I've seen. Absolutely. And I'm still working on that. I'm getting better all the time, but they've got it really good. I know, they actually <laughs> show me how easy it can be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the side effects of um, yeah. these schools is the kids use them on us. They do. They become our good, greatest facilitators often, many, many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been told many times, or mom, you could just make another choice. <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> Is that true, mom? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. no, that true. Yeah. Who does that belong to? Is that exactly. yours? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you have that point of view, mom, what is that going to create? That's been one day when I've been like depressed or sad or like, you know, mom, if you keep that point of view, you're going to be creating your reality with that point of view. And what, what are you creating for your future? If you keep acting like this, and I'm like, okay. yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Give me a second. <laughs> but can I just interject with this conversation is because we know a lot of parents who actually use the tools of access with their kids. Yes. And theme, it looks different in every scenario, of course, because every parent and every kid is different. But the theme that you see everywhere is though the kids who uh, have been, have grown up with parents that use the tools, whatever it is they want to do, they do it. They do it with ease and they do it with excellence. They're the best of the best and at the top of the thing and they're having fun with their life and- right. I mean, like from acting to modeling to, I mean, it's this, and the theme, again, is people, parents that use the tools and empowered their kids to know that they can have whatever it is they desire. So they, they go do that. They just go do that. It's, it's crazy. And that kind of brings it into another conversation I wanted to have about video games yes. was how um, video games actually could be 
creating your child, part of the creation of your child's future. And when I asked my son that, when my son talked to me when he was 13, and I said he's 25, he, I saw something more than just he was having joy. And over the years, he played a lot. And then my daughter, my middle child, my daughter also did. My youngest had absolutely no interest at all. She was an athlete. She was cheerleading and trampoline, and that's what she did. Um, my son is now, he's a computer science major, and he just got a crazy job coding for a new a company that does works with drones. I don't have a clue what he's doing, but he got an amazing job offer. I'm like, right out of college, you're getting that. Wow. Um, and he, the skills he learned playing the games were part of the creation of what he's being and doing and loving to do now. And I could perceive it but I really didn't know what it was. I remember just jokingly with parents who were really rigid about their games, like, that's okay, your kids will work for mine. <laughs> and they looked at me like, what did you just say? I said, well, my kid's gonna have all these skills yeah. from the games. Cause there was a way he started being with the computer, which was required for the career choice he's taken that he loves and enjoys. Um, they were skills that he was learning and skills how to act, interact with people virtually, like what we're doing right now on Zoom. This is, yeah. the, I mean, they were creating the future they would live in. When we were little kids, that was not the future. Well, it is now, but we weren't going to be till like our 40s till we got it. Right. Yeah. He's getting it right out of school. So if you're limiting your child, are you limiting something that is a creation of their future? I mean, little girls back in the day would play with dolls because someday they were going to be mothers. Or we'd have an easy bake oven because we were going to cook. And no one said, oh, my God, she's playing with her easy bake oven all the time. We need yes. to limit her easy bake oven time. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. But we were going to use an oven when we grew up. And it was our way to play and learn our what we were going to be creating in the future. And I've seen this with my kids. I just real quickly, my other one that played games and was like some high-level diamond on League of Legends. And she was able well, I won't. she did really well with this game. Um, is doing computer animation now and studying animation in school and also the ability of her to use this tool of a computer and the mouse and the games and the drawing, this was part of the creation of her future also. So that is a question a parent can ask is like, is this contributing to the creation of my child's future in a way I've never imagined? Yes or no. Hmm. And if it's a no, okay, ask your kids questions like Marnie said in the first segment. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's a yes, it's contributing. Do you actually want to stop that? Like, is that actually going to create an ease for you to stop your child's future? If that's something yeah. that they're creating. These are just questions we can ask. Well, and, and another thing, sort of similar story. So, it, you know, my 11-year-old loves to play video games. And he also loves to watch on YouTube people playing the video games and you watch the video game, which is the weirdest thing in my universe ever. Yeah. I, I just go, would it not be more fun to actually play it? Oh, but this guy's so funny and you know, just okay. But he said to me the other day, can I uh, have a YouTube channel? I said, okay. I like, what do you want to talk about? Well, we get to travel a lot. I could do like a travel blog or a travel YouTube channel. And, and so, but the wheels are, are he, so exactly what you're talking about not limiting him going, oh, that's stupid. Why are you wasting your time watching some guy play video games on YouTube? You know, you could be doing, you could shoot, you should be outside. You should be blah, blah, blah. Go find a friend, go whatever. All right, you, you find this fun. Not stopping that. All of a sudden there's, whoa, 
I might have fun creating something like that. I wonder what topic would be fun to do. And then he's like, and then it went to, you know, it could be really fun to be an actor. How did, how do people get into that mom? So the not deciding that something's wrong, it's exactly what you said. How is that contributing to the future? They know, even if they don't have the cognitive up here, they know what they desire to create and as their future. So how can we support it? Support it. it. Yes. Encouraging yes. it. Let yes. them ask them questions. It'll allow them to have more clarity about what that is. If you yes. do this, is it contributing to your future? If you do this, is it going to contribute to your future? So they get more clarity. Yeah, we're, uh, this has been such an amazing talk and we have to, um, this is our last segment. Yes. Is this, yes, oh, I believe it is. Yes. So that went way too fast. Third. Oh, we have one more. Okay. <laughs> you guys, I'm looking at this little screen on the side. It says two more minutes, one more minute. And I'm like, is this my last one? Okay. So we can talk a little bit more about this amazing stuff because I, I, I'm having such joy talking with you and changing how parents um, are creating on the planet. Like what if you were never wrong as a parent? What if you empowered your children to know that they know? You know, what's possible we've never considered? Would it be fun to have more ease? I mean, how much do you love to fight? And what if that doesn't have to be the creation of your life or your future either? These tools work for our kids, but they work for us. So we'll be right back. It's Dr. Gwen Rice, Special Conversations. And we'll see you in a sec. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Are you ready for unfiltered gratitude, unfiltered frequency, and unfiltered creation? Then don't miss Mike Murphy Unfiltered on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursday from 12 to 2 Pacific Time as Mike Murphy and a cast of powerful guests discuss and demonstrate the principles and practices of the creation frequency. Tune in to unleash the power of your mind. Open the immense energy of the heart to manifest an awesome life filled with true health, wealth, confidence, gratitude, and joy. Unfiltered truth and unfiltered frequency to uncover and let go of limiting beliefs and access your powerful intentions that resonate out into the universe with Mike Murphy Unfiltered. For more information on Mike and his work, visit his website at MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. Hi, we are back it's Dr. Glenna Rice, Questionable Conversations and Transformational Talk Radio, and I'm here with Marnie. We're having the amazing, this amazing conversation, and just on the break, we were talking about, like, well, Marnie was speaking to the gratitude she has, so I just would love you to share with the listeners. Yes. Well, I was just saying to Glenna that having this conversation has just brought up a lot of gratitude that I have for the tools of access that have allowed me to parent in a whole different way that is actually easy that is actually fun and as glenna said earlier in the show i thoroughly enjoy my kids and and honestly my interaction and communion with my kids is one of the greatest things in my life it's a gift to me it's like this co co-creation and contribution that goes like you know gifting and receiving both ways and a really big key to that 
was letting go of having to get it right, being willing to get it wrong, and letting go of deciding that they had to be a certain way or that they had to get it right and couldn't get it wrong. And then really just going, so what would it take for this to be fun? If this wasn't such a serious thing and such a hard thing that I was trying to get right and make sure that I, you know, had my kids under control and all the crazy things we buy into, how much fun could we actually have? And it just, I'm just grateful for the space and the gift that it is in my world. Huge. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> you too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. These revolutionized my world, I could say. Just changed so much. Um, anything else you'd like to, to, to speak about here? Any, um, I would love to say just a little more on the video games. I know that we've kind of gone different places with the topic. And the, the one thing that I know people say often is that they're concerned about like the social development of their kids, if they're spending too much time on video games and not interacting with other people and all of that kind of thing. And I would say to that, just with the, ex the experience with my kids, first of all, there's just no truth in it. And I mean, all three of my kids are like, mom, we know it's a game, you know, like we, there is no diluted in our world of this reality and video land. It's, they don't cross over. It's, there's not a crazy thing that occurs with that. And I will say that with all of my kids is the three that love video games. They will play long for long periods of time. And if, you know, their brothers are showing up, they're shutting the video games off because dude, let's go, let's go play. You're here. Like they love to engage with people. And in the contrast, uh, my youngest has a friend who has a very regulated environment with the video games and the weekends is the only time he's allowed to play. So he would come have sleepovers at our house and he'd come, you know, with, with video things in hand because weekend was the only time he got to do it. So even though he and my son love to play together, love to hang out and engage and go ride skateboards and ripsticks and, you know, tear up the neighborhood and do all the things that they do. The friend, because this was the only allowed time for video games would not get out of the video games to play and engage the way he normally did. And so just an example of how, when something becomes regulated, it becomes an obsession. When you say you can't, then I have to. When you say you get this much, well, then I want this much. So when we do all yeah. that thing as parents, how much do we actually create the obsession? How much do we create the must have? When we're yeah. kind of face and let you choose, then you don't have to choose against me and you'll choose the game. And then if there's someone to play with, let's go, let's play. You're here. Yeah. So you, yeah. you create this neediness that you do. That they feel, yeah, yeah like have to have, have to have, have to have, and it's not what the parents are asking, actually desiring to create, but this is what right. the result is. Of the, you know, I mean, you can almost turn it around and say you can never play, but you can, you can never get off your video games ever, right? <laughs> and yeah, then they totally. would like that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a kid what they can't do, and they're going to want to do it. So you can't yeah. get off your video games if you go to bed before two a.m. You're in trouble because you have more video game time to play. That would be very yes. funny. <laughs> Um, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah and the, we didn't talk about the violence. We, there's this theory that video games create more violence. And there was just this big study that was published, I think, in March this year. I just found it researching before the show. And they did a really amazing study. I wonder if I can pull it up on my phone. So just if someone's interested, it was on Royal Society Open Science Volume 6. Video, violent video games engagement is not associated with adolescent aggressive behavior. Like they did a very, very wow. detailed study 
and they found that children that played video games, they looked at their aggressive level before, played games, then after, and it was absolutely not true. There was no correlation with them being more aggressive. They did say there was like a, there was some stress that could happen. Like you would play any sport and you would lose. If you lose the game, like if you put a soccer match and your team loses or you're watching football on Sundays and the team loses, there's that energy was there, but it wasn't more aggressiveness that they saw with any of these children, which is, can, you know, make that, you know, scientist studies or whatever they are, um, but, you know, there's it creates some ease with that story that's out there and that it maybe isn't true that it creates more violence. Ask, is it true? Ask. Is, is, is my child becoming more violent watching the games or watching the movie? Yes or no? You can have that awareness. And yeah. I have never met a child that actually was more aggressive. My son, who played the most, is one of the kindest gentlemen that I know that barely could raise his voice. Yeah. To anybody. I mean, he has a beautiful relationship with a girl he's been seeing for a couple of years, and there's just none of that behavior that you would say aggressive is in his world, and it it never has been. Well, and so, it's funny because it's my middle son who loves the most the horror games and the you know killing everybody games and all that kind of thing, and he will not kill a spider. If there's a spider in the house, he will put it on a fly sweater and take it outside. And he is, he's one of the, you know, kindest, most amazing beings on the planet. And video, it's just a place to play. It's paintball. It's, yep. you know, it's, it's whatever. It's like, you know, just, yeah, it's just a place That's to play. Say, it's a place to play. They do, yep. they play. And they are creating engagement and connections. Those friends that they have on the games that they play, if they're playing team games, are, I know that if my children, because they talked about them afterwards with me, if they met any of those people in real life somewhere, like down the future working at some company pop on and like are you the guy that I played with when I was 15 there would be a connection and a friendship there that would last on and they'd be so excited to see them on the zoom from whatever country they were from so they're getting an international and global friendship that was yes. never available to us because we only had telephones <laughs> back when we were little which is a really good thing because when you talk about that it brings up that when we decide something is wrong or bad, then we can no longer perceive or see the actual gifts, contribution, and benefit that it can be. Kind of like you said, how creating the future, or you just brought up the global connection, or you know, all of the things that are actually benefits of it. If you decide something's wrong, then you can no longer see any of those things. Nothing else that matches your point of view. That's where that first tool you gave, Arne, at the very beginning, and it's called interesting point of view. I have that point of view. It's so valuable because when you say that like three times around something or over and over till it almost makes you giggle, it seems so silly that you even had your point of view, you start to get all points of views, and that can stop that way we can be when we've fixed on something and we can't see anything else that matches it, and we yes. close our eyes to everything else around us. Yes. Um, and so much of parenting, so much from sleeping and what they eat and what they play and how, when they go to bed, all the stuff, yeah. everything that we read about or we learn from our parents are points of views. And they may not work for you at all. They not, may not work for your family. So interesting point of view, I have that point of view about video games. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view about bedtime, about dinner time. Saying that can allow you to see something that actually could work for you and your kids in your family, which creates what we've been talking about, this thinking about ease. Yes. Ease yes. and peace. Ease and yeah. peace. Yes, totally. So I was I was riding with an Uber driver from home from the airport one day, and 
somehow I said something about one of my kids. And so he just, you know, started talking about his kid and in trouble at school and getting bad grades and all the things. And, and then he comes home from school and all he wants to do is play video games. And that in, in this parent's world, that was just a huge problem. You know, he needs to be doing his homework because his grades aren't good. And, you know, so this whole thing of, and so I'm trying to control the video game. So I just started asking him some questions and I said, so, have you ever been somewhere where all day long people are projecting at you that you're not doing what you're supposed to be and you're not doing good enough and you know you're not and you're really trying to figure it out and you really can't figure it out and they just keep telling you how like bad you are it's like well actually yeah I said not much fun is it said no and I said so what if coming home this is what your kids dealing with every single day what if coming home and you not making him wrong for video games could actually change everything what if that is his way of going decompress let it all go be, you know, just whatever. And he went, Oh, I never, I never looked at it that way. And I said, so you, he goes to school all day long and is made wrong. And then he comes home and you're making him wrong for video games. Would that be fun for you? He goes, Whoa, no, thank you. And I've never seen the guy again. He was my Uber driver, but I could feel the space open up in his world and I could perceive him perceiving what it would contribute to his son. And so what gift actually could video games or whatever thing you've decided your kids do too much of or shouldn't do or whatever, actually, what gift is it to you and to them if you lost your point of view and just ask questions? Yes. Yeah. That's so, I mean, how many children could grow up with a different possibility if they weren't made wrong? Yeah. I mean, including us, because if we're making someone wrong, we're in that energy too. Like if you're not making your kids wrong about things, your life's going to be more space and more ease and more peace. And I was just thinking back when I was a kid, talking on the telephone. That's what we did all the time. And that was, get off the phone. Right? That's so true. That is so true. It's just get a different framework now, but same sort of thing. Yeah. So we could break this cycle of making our children wrong for everything they do and actually contribute to them creating more and us creating more. And what kind of amazing children would we have in the future? And is that not what we really as parents, so many of us are actually asking for? don't have the tools how to do it. So if you want more about this, accessconsciousness.com slash CPCK. That's Conscious Parents, Conscious Kids. We have a wonderful tool book that you can download for free there. If you just register, um, you get this quite a few pages of all, a lot of the tools we talked about today that you can download as a gift from CPCK. Um, you can get that with ease and you can find me, drglennarice.com. Marnie, you can find at accessconsciousness.com slash Marnie Bronco. And we need to go now. Thank you so much for listening to Questionable Conversations today. Thank you for listening to Questionable Conversations Radio with Dr. Glenna Rice. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Dr. Glenna explores different parenting methods, examines healthier lifestyles, and explores what else is possible to guide you toward a successful career. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit GlennaRice.com. That's GlennaRice.com. See you next time.